Thanks for joining me on this Cleveland Baseball Morning. I'm Davey Barris, lifelong Cleveland baseball fan, and we're still in off-season news mode. We've got a few more days before pitchers and catchers report to spring training, but Major League Baseball has made decisions on when the season is going to start, how many games they're going to play. It looks like everything is in place for the 2021 season. And uh, the news came out yesterday. They are going to start on time. Spring training is going to start on time. They are continuing to enforce COVID protocols that they did last year. They're going to continue to do tracking like the NBA does. So they're going to try to keep it safe for players. I, I think we saw through the NFL season, and we're seeing now in the NBA season, that outside of the bubble and uh, traveling all around the country, it's still difficult. It's still difficult to keep players and coaches and trainers and, and, and the whole staff safe. But they're going to go for it in baseball. And uh, we're, we're slowly getting back to normal, but we are not there yet. There are some rules, some baseball rules from last year that you're going to continue to see. Uh, they're going to continue to use the seven-inning doubleheader. So when a game has to be played as a doubleheader, it will be two seven-inning games instead of two nine-inning games. Uh, I don't, I don't love this. Like I get that they're, I, I, I don't, I, they're, they think speeding it up by four innings is going to make a huge difference. Eh, I don't know. It, it feels a little weak to me. Um, last year there were, there were pitchers, you know, it changed the way the pitchers uh, were used in the game. And I just, Something about a nine-inning baseball game, like, I'm okay with it. If, if it's a doubleheader, it means I can check in on the game all day, right? The seven-inning game feels a little minor league, but that's what they're doing. They're also going in extra innings, place the runner on second base. I did think from a, a strategy point of view, this created an interesting choice for the managers to make. So I at least appreciate that being in there, that the, the managers are going to have to make a tough choice once they get to extra innings, do they bump the guy over? Do they, um, you know, what do they do? How do they, how do they get that guy in from second? And on defense, how do you prevent that? So it does create something interesting there, and it does prevent, in theory, those marathon games. So I'm I'm better with that rule than I am the seven inning doubleheaders. Uh, they also agree that there's not going to be a DH in the National League, which makes no sense. I, the the only thing is that the Owners were trying to use that as a bargaining chip to get expanded playoffs, which it does not sound like we're going to have. So without that bargaining chip, you know, using it as a bargaining chip, it looks like we're going to have no universal DH. The pitchers will hit in the National League, which changes some things for guys like uh, Ozuna, who just re-signed with the Braves on a pretty good contract for him. Good for him. And uh, yeah, it changes some things in the National League where some Someone thought a Nelson Cruz could end up in the National League, and he's definitely going to stay in the American League right now. It's going to make it really easy for the Twins to re-sign him now. So, I originally, when I was younger, I hated the DH, right? I watched the movie Bull Durham, and I agreed with Crash Davis. No DH. The pitchers should hit. They're baseball players. They should get up to bat and hit. But the way the more the older I got and the more I see this specialized training that pitchers go through and the things that you know the Trevor Bowers and the Shane Biebers and the Corey Klubers of the world are doing to make themselves these insane weapons on the mound, 
the more I'm okay with just let the hitters hit and the pitchers pitch. Like, yeah, when we're kids, we all hit and it's fun. But what they're doing now, pitching in the major leagues, is beyond the specialty that it used to be. It's it's to a whole new level now. And so I don't want to see them wasting their time up to bat. I don't care about double switches as much anymore. Uh, I'm watching them sacrifice guys over. Just put the DH in both leagues. It's ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous to have two leagues with different sets of rules. So, I mean, imagine in the NFL, if in the AFC you had to have five offensive linemen, but in the NFC you only had four offensive linemen and an extra tight end that could go out for passes. Like, imagine how much that would change the game. And that's kind of what we're doing in baseball. I thought after last year there was no way they could go back, but they did. They proved me wrong. They could regress. So those are your rules going into the season. There's a a more big MLB news right now than there is Cleveland Indians news. And I did say when I started the show that we would discuss some of the big things going on in Major League Baseball. And the big signing in the last week, no, it was not Yadier Molina going back to the St. Louis Cardinals. Although, good for the city of St. Louis for hanging on to one of their iconic players. Um, No, it was Trevor Bauer choosing the Dodgers over the Mets. And I do not get the hate in, you know, in Major League fandom for Trevor Bauer. I don't get it. Yes, yes, he can be hot-headed. Yes, he can be surly. But his whole goal is that Major League Baseball does not promote its players. They do not create a platform for their players to become stars. So he through his YouTube channel, through his production company, is pulling back that curtain. He's letting you know training regiments. He's letting you know things he's doing to improve his pitches. He's letting you see what it's like to be a major league player, and he's talking honestly. And honestly, the article about him on MLB.com talks about him as a controversial player. But he's not. The only controversies they can point to is that he got a little surly on Twitter with some people that were being mean to him. I mean, that's about it. He gets a little surly on Twitter and he's labeled as this bad guy or this controversial player. He's not. He's a guy that just speaks his mind. If he was your buddy, you would be like, oh, dude, you won't believe what Trevor did. Oh, it was hilarious. If he was your friend, that's how you would treat him, right? But since he's not, since he's a celebrity, you know, they treat him differently. Anyways, he signs a a three-year deal with opt-outs after every season, so it's kind of what he was looking for. He said he would never sign a multi-year contract. He wanted one-year contract to maximize his value, and that's exactly what he did here. He he pulled it off. It's kind of amazing. He'll get $40 million in the first year, $45 million in the second year, and uh, he'll be the highest-paid player in both of those years. The Dodgers have blown past the luxury tax, so they're going to be paying tons of tax on this money. But for the L.A. Dodgers, they don't care. They literally don't care how much money they have to spend to try to defend their World Series title. So congrats to Trevor Bauer. He will be the highest paid player. Listen to the words he says. Go pay attention. Go watch some of his YouTube videos. He really, really loves the game of baseball. You can tell his teammates... His teammates really love him. The other pitchers really love him in the training and the way he'll help guys out. 
he doesn't just show up to a team and work on his own stuff. He's helping everybody on the pitching staff. If he sees something in the way you throw your slider, he'll work on it with you. Like, that's cool. That, that's cool to see. And so uh, lay off. Like, listen to the guy. Listen to what he has to say before you judge him. So good for him. He's a former Cleveland Indian, and I wish him well, especially in the National League. I wish you all the success in the world in the National League because Shane Bieber is going to dominate the American League, hopefully for years to come. The Indians, what's going on in Indians news right now, the only thing really going on is they've uh, announced the non-roster invitees to spring training. And there is some excitement here. There should be some excitement for Indians fans. On the pitching side, you have Kyle Dowdy, Anthony Ghosh, DJ Johnson, Nick Sandlin, and Brian Shaw. You have catchers Gavin Collins and Bo Naylor. And then you've got infielders Tyler Freeman, Mike Freeman, and Owen Miller. Now, what's exciting here is uh, some of these guys have been in camp before. I think Gavin Collins, the catcher, has been in camp before. I think Kyle Dowdy and Anthony Ghosh have been in camp before. Nick Sandlin is pretty high up on our prospect list. Uh, This could be an impact arm. Anthony Ghosh apparently is throwing near 100. That could be an impact arm if it sticks. I mean, he's been trying to stick for a few years as a pitcher now. It It hasn't caught on, but he can really throw heat. I think the exciting ones are the young guys, Tyler Freeman getting a chance, uh, Owen Miller, who just came over from San Diego, getting a chance in Major League Camp, and Bo Naylor. He's going to be up here. He's the younger brother of Josh Naylor, and he's a pretty highly touted catching prospect. He can hit. Uh, It'll be interesting to see the Naylor brothers in camp together. Like, Do they push each other, right? When brothers get around each other, sometimes it gets really competitive. So are these guys going to push each other to be the best nailers they can be? That would be amazing. Uh, I mean, we last we saw it was with the Alomar brothers, right? That's the last pair of brothers we had in Cleveland playing together. So this would be cool. I, Bo Naylor might be a year away, year or two away from getting the actual call-up. But having him in camp, let's see how they push each other. Because we need Josh Naylor, his older brother, to be an important part of this lineup. So... Uh, that is fun news. Tyler Freeman competing on the infield. Owen Miller, they're both going to be competing uh, for a second base spot. Yu Chang is also going to be here. Uh, obviously, Cesar Hernandez has second base kind of locked up for the next two years. But Tyler Freeman and Owen Miller could definitely compete to see who the next second baseman is going to be, the second baseman of the future. So when these games start to get into the 5th, 6th, 7th inning of these spring training games and Tyler Freeman and Owen Miller are coming into the game, I'm, I'm not tuning out. I'll still listen to Rosie call that, call that game. And uh, I want to see what these guys do competing head-to-head. And, uh, I mean, does one of them get some reps at third base? Any reps at shortstop? It'll be interesting to see. Any reps in the outfield? You know how Cleveland loves a utility infielder that can also play left field. So that's what Mike Freeman is. Will Mike Freeman make this team? I, he's been serviceable. You have to admit, like, no, we don't want to see Mike Freeman starting in left field, but he has been serviceable as a utility guy off the bench. I would rather see that spot go to Yu Chang. I really, really want good things for Yu Chang this season. I want him to make the team. I want Bobby Bradley to make the team. I want good things for our young guys, which leads me to my next point. All right, here's what I'm excited about. We've been doing the Cleveland Baseball Mornings for about nine months now, right? We started this 
in the summer as they were ramping up for the shortened 60-game season. And I've gotten a few emails in the inbox, uh, some of your thoughts, especially at the end of last season. But here's what I want from you. If you've been listening to me, if you've been checking out this podcast, enjoying baseball talk in the morning, what I want from you is I want your hot take for Cleveland Indians spring training. I want to know your hot take, Indians fans, and we'll discuss it on the show. The email address is clevelandbaseballmornings at gmail.com. If you think there's a prospect out there that could break camp with the team, if you think you know what the starting five rotation is going to be, if you think you know who the closer is going to be, who's going to play first base, let me know all your hot takes. Who do you think is going to have a breakout camp? The way Tyler Naquin did a few seasons ago and forced his way onto the team, right? Who's going to hit 400 this spring? Who's going to put up 10 home runs out there in Arizona? Is uh, Famille Reyes going to continue to crush the ball? Let me know your hot take, Cleveland baseball fans, and we will discuss it on the show. Let's have some fun with this, right? Get crazy. Get wild. Give me your wildest predictions. Do any of these uh, non-roster invitee pitchers make it in the bullpen? Is Brian Shaw actually going to make it on this team again? Or are they just being nice to a guy who used to be here a few years ago? Don't read too much into Brian Shaw, right? It's just a non-roster signing. It, It may have absolutely zero impact on the team when they break camp. So again, the email address is clevelandbaseballmornings at gmail.com. Let me hear your hot take. I know you guys are out, guys and girls are out there listening, and I want to hear from you. I want to know what you're thinking going into spring and going into this 2021 season. All right, so that's the big news of the day. On a personal note, I just want to add that if you... If you're from the Cleveland area, if you grew up here, if you listen to local radio, local Cleveland radio, you probably know the name Les Levine. We lost him. Uh, we lost him a few days ago after battling a few different diseases, and uh, it was not a COVID thing. But we lost Les, and I actually have a personal connection with Les because I got my start. I got my start in my career. Uh, because of less. And I worked on a show. I started answering phones. I moved my way up to running camera and doing graphics on his show. And eventually I was directing and producing his show, More Sports and Less Levine, for probably three or four years. And it was a blast. Les was an absolute great guy to work for. And it was always a fun environment with the sports reporters coming down. And we'd We'd sit around and watch ESPN and their talk shows before his show started, and we'd chat about whatever's going on. We'd be watching afternoon games together before his show started. It was always a pleasure to talk sports with him. He was a really, really fantastic, uh, kind of legendary figure in the Cleveland sports talk scene, and uh, he really... He might have been one of the first people to ever do that sports talk style show on TV before ESPN was even coming close to anything like that. Les kind of really gave it a chance and gave it a ride. And if you can make him laugh, if you could, uh, if you could get a how come quickie on the air or uh, a fake birthday name, 1947 
was always the, the year of the fake birthday name. If you could actually get one on the air and make Les laugh, that felt like an honor. That felt like a real honor. Be like getting Dave Chappelle to tell one of your jokes. Like it felt like an honor to get something on the air like that. And uh, it was it was an absolute pleasure talking sports with him. So he definitely will be missed. His legacy will be felt. Uh, I'm sure in the Cleveland Indians press box because he was a huge, huge Indians fan. So just want to give condolences to the Levine family and say thanks, Les. Thank you for uh, giving me my start in this video production, podcast production world that we're living in. So, all right. Those are all my thoughts. Thanks for joining me on this Cleveland baseball morning. Spring training is right around the corner. I believe pitchers and catchers report on February 17th, and then full squads are expected February 22nd. So I am sure we will be listening to Rosenhaus call a game against the Reds before you know it. It'll be here. Again, you can follow me on Twitter at Davey Barris and email the show at clevelandbaseballmornings at gmail.com. Let me know your spring training hot takes, whatever you think, your predictions, your prognostications. Let me know what you're thinking Cleveland Baseball Mornings at gmail.com. If you want, you can also go over to anchor, anchor.fm forward slash Cleveland Baseball Mornings. You can leave a voicemail for the show if you want to do it that way. We'll play them back on air, respond to your thoughts, and we'll have a fun conversation amongst the fans about baseball. So thanks again for joining me on this Cleveland Baseball Morning. <laughs>